To another episode of Tell Me This. I am your co-host, Carrie Borkowski. I am actually on my own this week for episode 20. Brian and I thought that it might be a good idea and fun to change it up a little bit like we did at the end of the fall. If you remember, we each did a couple of shorts um, on just on some things that we both have been thinking about um, that are related but uh, different than the conversations we've had with our interviewees. So I thought what I would do today is talk a little bit about this idea of integration and what Parker Palmer calls a divided life. And I was um, attending, um, I help our, our local church. I go to a Unitarian Universalist church and I've been doing, I've been doing the Zoom production for the church each week um, because everything is online, of course. And we had a guest speaker and she spoke a little bit about this. Um, and it just really got me thinking about this topic. And as some of you may know, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast or not, but I am a huge fan of The West Wing. Um, I've watched it. Uh, I've binged it on, it used to be on Netflix. It's not, I think it was on Netflix or Hulu. It's not there anymore. Sadly, they've moved it. So now I'd actually have to buy it to watch it. That's a whole nother story. But particularly when there's political strife in our country, I have often turned back to The West Wing because... I don't know. I mean, Aaron Sorkin, whether you like him or not, the the script of his shows are quite amazing. And so it's it's fun to imagine that our our politicians and policymakers and leaders are that quick witted on their feet and come up with these brilliant ideas and suggestions. So and each and every character on that show, I don't know, is likable in some sort of way, whether it's for their grumpiness, their intelligence, their humor. So I feel like there's there's something for everybody. So there was this one episode, and I'm sure for fans out there, you'll remember the exact episode. I do not. But there was one episode where um, Leo and Josh were walking down the halls of the West Wing, and and Josh had gotten himself into a bit of uh, political, you know, struggle with Congress, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. And they're walking down the the hallway, and Leo, you know, is, turns to Josh and sort of has always been a mentor to Josh and tells him a story about a man who falls in a hole. And I'm sure most of you have heard this story, but I'm going to tell it again anyway. So Leo is sharing that a man falls into a hole and, and a doctor walk passes the hole and the man says to the doctor, can you help me? And the doctor turns to him, pulls out his prescription pad and writes a prescription and throws it into the hole. A few minutes later, a priest comes along and the the guy in the hole is like, you know, priest, you know, minister, whatever your religion happens to be, can you help me? And the priest writes out a prayer on a piece of paper and throws it into the hole. Then the guy is still in the hole. No, you know, can't obviously can't get out with this prescription and this prayer. And a friend of his walks by and he says, man, can you help me? And the friend jumps in the hole. Now the guy in the hole turns to the friend and says, what are you stupid? Now we're both down here. And the friend turns to the man who was in the hole originally and he says, but I've been down here before and I know how to get us out. And so there's a lot to unpack in this story. And the one thread that I want to pull here is that 
first of all, you know, when we're, we're in that hole, however you define that hole, whether it's a, a frustration in your personal life, something has happened in your professional life, something's going on in the world, we often try to find lots of answers from lots of different places to fill that hole, right? To, to, to make us make our wholeness, W-H-O-L-E-N-E-S-S. And oftentimes, lots of sources claim to have lots of answers, you know, whether it's religion, um, whether it's exercise, you know, and trainers and fitness and diet, dietitians and diet nutrition experts. Um, we also turn to purchasing and buying, whether it's online or face-to-face, brick-and-mortar sort of purchases. And then, of course, there are a myriad, you know, forms of addiction that we turn to for answers on wholeness. We really want to try to fix our flaws. And in those cases, in those examples, wholeness often comes at a price. And so the reason I bring this up today, and remember this podcast and and the work that I do and that Brian and I do together really does focus on this perception of belonging. Remember, being able to bring your authentic self to a space and to a place and being able to be honored and seen and valued for your contributions to be really seen. So, so how does this fit in? Well, what I see is that what we need to try to do, whether it's individually or collectively, is not to focus on the fix, right? Let's not focus on being fixed and achieving some sort of wholeness, that we should actually notice these flaws, these holes, these cracks, and learn from them. Uh, Brene Brown likes to say, you know, things like being right versus getting it right. So, it's not so important that we achieve some rightness, quote unquote. It's the process. It's the learning that happens. Perhaps we should, you know, engage in these ideas of staying open to the unexpected, the incomplete, and the flawed. We often, and, and I know most of you out there have, have been here, we have lots of self-doubt. We've, we call it self-doubt, uncertainty, imposter syndrome, um, Really what it is, is it's that comparison of the shoulds, what I can do and what I should do. And it's that voice in your head. And so when we're focusing on that wholeness, right, and we're looking to religion and purchases and addictions, oftentimes I really think we're stuck in this notion of should. And Parker Palmer gets into this idea in a book he wrote called Hidden Wholeness. And he talks about it in some of his other books, Courage to Teach being one of them. And he talks about this notion of a divided life and this idea that our internal purpose, desire, expectations, perceptions do not equate with what's happening externally. And so what? What? how does that manifest itself? Well, imagine... Um, you walk into, I don't know, you walk into a classroom for the first time, you're meeting your peers, you're the student, you're a student in the classroom. And you have this sense of who you are. And you also have this sense of who you think you should be. And that can be based on what you know about the school, what you know about the students, the teachers, the neighborhood, society, the cultural uh, beliefs and expectations. And if you're unable to essentially equate your essentialness, right, your authenticity with that should, those societal norms, for lack of a better word, 
Parker Palmer would call that a divided life, that we play a role. If you've ever told a friend or colleague that you often feel like, well, in this situation, I, you know, I act in this way. And when I go into this situation, I have to sort of play another part. I have to act this way. Though that, that is what he refers to as a divided life. And so Brene Brown also talks about this idea of divided life, but she talks about it in a, in a different way. And she talks about the need to integrate. And she always, um, I think it was in Dare to, Dare to Lead, or Daring Greatly, sorry. She talks about integrate. And, I, and I'm not 100% sure it's Daring Greatly. Um, I know she talks about it on, on one of her podcasts as well. She talks about the root of integrate, integrare, the Latin meaning make whole. And so if we go back to Parker Palmer and this divided life, the, the remedy for a divided life is working really hard internally and also as a community to integrate, to make whole each of us into a community of, of beings. And now the, the, the key there right? Because remember what I started talking about at the beginning here, the key here to make whole, making whole in this case is not fixing your flaws. Okay, I want to say that again. Integrating and making whole is not fixing your flaws. So this does not mean that when you walk into that classroom that we talked about a minute ago, that the only way to integrate, that the only way to make that person whole is for you to do work before you get into that classroom to make you whole. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're actually talking about cultivating true belonging. And there it is. I feel like it's full circle, right? True belonging is the ability to show up in a space and be seen for who you are, to bring your true self, your true voice, to speak your truth, and for that truth to be valued, noticed, named, and integrated into the whole. That's what making whole in this case means, not fixing your flaws. And Parker Palmer tells us in his book, and if you haven't read it, read, read it or listened to it on audiobook, Hidden Wholeness, he talks about how important it is for us to embrace the flaws and the brokenness of our lives and that we need solitude. So we need that individual reflection and learning time and we need each other. We need community to do this work. And last week, uh, Brianne reminded us that we are, you know, we're all wired for connection. And here comes that message again. We need each other to do this work. We need to connect with one another. We need to build trust. You know, I think he calls them trust circles. So uh, uh, Brene Brown calls them your marble jar friends, if you remember that term from one of her books. So building this idea of trust, and I actually just reread uh, for the book that I'm writing, um, Julie, I'm trying to think of her last her last name. I don't have it in front of me. I think it's Ard Ardovsky. I'm probably getting that wrong, but she did the, the Google study on the Aristotle Project when they were looking at uh, high-performing teams, and one of the traits of a high-performing team that they found in all of the hours of data that they collected was psychological safety. So 
you know, whether it's in business, whether it's in the work that uh, Brene Brown does or the work that Parker Palmer does, this notion of trust, connection, belonging, courage and vulnerability, psychological safety, it's all coming through. And the reason we need this again, I have to say this again because this is so important. This work is not about fixing your flaws. It's about embracing who you are. It's about embracing those flaws. And so, you know, instead of looking back on something you did or, or looking at yourself, you know, your, your hair, your eye color, your body shape, how fast or slowly you run, what you look like when you're on a paddleboard or riding a bike or, you know, I don't know, anything, like any way in which we would measure ourselves, we need to embrace embrace our journey we need to embrace those crooked lines that we've followed through our lives um, and and really embrace the wholeness of our brokenness right that's where it is and again I think this listening to this uh, guest speaker at our church service on Sunday just reminded me of how important this belonging work is and I, I sometimes get so frustrated because you know, people are focused on the content, building skills, building knowledge, getting a degree, getting that next promotion, get, earning more money, whatever it is. And, and I just want to have people stop and pause and remember that doing this kind of work, doing this, I don't know what you want to call it, this humanness work, right? Building belonging, cultivating belonging, connections, trust, building psychological safety, making space for others in a conversation, um, being more inclusive um, and equitable with each other and our communities. That's where it's at. That's where the real work happens. And that's where things can change and improve for people. So I hope sometime this week, you know, after you listen to this podcast episode, you'll give this some thought and think about you know, think about the journey. Think about not fixing your flaws, but embracing your brokenness, embracing those flaws. And I urge you at some point to think about one of the flaws that, you know, before listening to this podcast, maybe just just drives you crazy, right? It's that that whole notion of like, if I could just change this about myself, I could feel this, right? That's always what we say. Well, if I could lose five more pounds or if I could just get a little bit faster or earn one more degree or get one more promotion, then I'd be what? Well, I heard someone say about a month ago that if you're not enough before you achieve that thing, you're not going to be enough after you achieve that thing. That it's not at all about that thing. It's about your your focusing on you being enough, just as you are. And in another Brene Brene Brown book, she talks about, um, you know, waking up in the morning and recognizing and really being able to say out loud to yourself that I am enough. It doesn't matter what I accomplished, if I accomplish nothing, whatever's on my to-do list, what's not on my to-do list, I am enough just because I am. And so I hope this week you'll pay attention to how you speak to yourself, how you notice yourself and others. And if you if you happen to notice that you're focusing on some flaw that's sort of on your mind these days and you're 
devising strategies to, to combat that flaw and overcome that flaw, I invite you to pause and to see if you can change the channel in your head about how you talk to yourself about that flaw and think about what it is about that flaw that just might be a gift. What is it that that flaw contributes? What have you learned from that flaw? And what have you shared with others that come directly from your experiences of and with that flaw? All right. I think that's all I've got for today. So I hope that in your comings and your goings for the rest of this week and as you move forward that you continue to wear your masks, that you all stay safe, that you're getting healthy and are healthy. I hope you're getting vaccinated if you can. And I will, we will, I guess, be back soon with another episode. Thanks so much. This has been episode 20, just a short of Tell Me This. I am your co-host, Carrie Borkowski, and have a great week. Thanks, everybody. So sincere under the glaciers of your last year. Oh